Blog Talk Radio. Ashe, Ashe, my life is a good life. Ashe, Ashe, my life is good. Agape International Choir welcoming you this morning with Arne Batson. That was our choir dancing. She's standing on solid ground and... Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to tonight's episode of Warrior Woman Radio. And I am, of course, your host, Khadija Ali. And today is Monday, June 15th. And we are going to be in for a wonderful treat this evening, a wonderful treat. 
I want to remind everybody to tune in each and every Monday. And we are starting to extend the show from once a week to now twice a week. So you'll be able to hear Warrior Woman Radio on Monday evenings and also on Thursday evenings. Isn't that beautiful? So uh, in order for you to listen in, I want you to tune in, call in. You can dial in 657 383-1581. You can listen via phone. And, of course, online. You can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash warrior woman radio. There's um, more than one way to skin this cat. <laughs> uh, tonight we are honored to have Rebecca Johnson on our show. You guys are in for an amazing she is the epitome of a warrior woman. And I want to tell you a little bit about who she is. She currently is now living in Atlanta, but she is a New Jersey native. Woo-hoo, Jersey, Jersey in the house. She is a mother. She's a grandmother. She is a student, and she is an entrepreneur. After 38 years in corporate America, Rebecca decided to stop working for the man and walked away after having a stroke. She opened up Cooking Up the Truth, or Cups for short, in 2010. Her business started with $50 and a dream. She is currently the proud owner of three businesses. She has a cleaning company. She has an online general store. And she is a fellow coach. Woohoo! Rebecca started college at 46 and is a lifelong student with a master's in leadership. And she will finish up her second master's in biblical counseling in 2016. And she also holds a master coaching certification from American Union, which she obtained in 2012. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, this lady is dynamic. Dynamic. Rebecca was also a wed, unwed teen mother, drug addict, drug dealer, tail waitress, and bartender before starting her own business and academic career. She loves reading. She loves yoga, gardening, nature, and farmer's market. She is transitioning her business to start an online school, and she's a speaker, and an author. Oh, my goodness. Did I say a mouthful or what? Welcome, 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 Rebecca, to the show. Can you hear me? Yes, Khadija. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. How are you? I always love to celebrate as soon as my guests come on. Um, I'm so honored that you are here. I'm so honored that you are on this call and on this show tonight, um, you have an incredible, incredible story, and there is so much we're going to cover tonight. Um, so I'm going to open up the floor for you. Tell us okay. the beginning of your story and, and give us a sense of who you are. Okay. First, I just want to thank you for having me. I feel honored. I've never spoke on the radio before. And I've never told my whole story to the whole world. So, here we go. <laughs> um, 
to tell you about myself, I really have to start at the end. Um, mm-hmm. I've accomplished what I've accomplished because of my past. Um, I've dealt with a lot of rejection, self-hate, shame, fear, loneliness, abandonment, um, so many of the stigmas that all women carry, and we all have had them. Bad relationships, ex-husbands, unruly kids, you know. I mean, we've all had something, you know, no money, too much money, whatever. And for me, my story really didn't come together until the really the end of my story that I could look back and see where all of those things that I thought were bad things made me who I am. And they are good things. So when I tell my story now, I tell it from a, um, I'll just say I tell it from a more sacred type place. Those things had to happen. Absolutely. Right. They had to happen. Right. Um, Right. I had struggles with addiction, um, struggles with God, struggles with my health, and all of those things had to happen. Um, if you you can start me off, just ask me a question and I can go from there. Because oh, my story sure, is so no. long, we'll be here for days. Listen, I love to start the show off with letting you know, kick back, relax. It's two girlfriends on the in, sitting in <laughs> front of each other. Imagine us sitting in front of each other, having a conversation. We're at Starbucks, or we're at, you know, we're at a. Um, I don't know, Dave and Buster's or something, and we're we're sitting at the okay. bar and we're having a glass of wine or we're having sparkling cider. Take your pick. And we're okay. just kicking back and we're having a conversation and we're sharing well, with, we just happen to be sharing with other people, you know, what's on your heart, you know, what have you gone through. And I think it's an amazing, amazing testimony for you to say that you're going to start at where you are now and how all of those things that you've gone through have helped you. So there's a lot for us to cover. There's there's the the you know your your drug addiction and subsequent recovery. You know there's the stroke and and your recovery from that. And both of those stories are absolutely amazing because you are standing here and you're right here on the radio program telling us how you made it through. So. You know, I guess my first question would be, how did you find yourself uh, on drugs? Like, how did that happen? You know, everybody has a story about um, someone introduced them or they were on the streets or, you know, tell us tell us and the audience your story. Well, over the years, I thought my story started when I first picked up. But through help, through um, I've had a lot of counseling. Um, I've been in rehab. Um, my story really started when I was eight years old, and I found out that I was adopted. Um, and I found out in a way that wasn't really probably the best way. I found out because I read papers. And mm-hmm. from that day on, I always felt rejected. So as I got older, the rejection was really real. It wasn't. I wasn't faking it. It wasn't because I was adopted, because I was brought up in a lovely home in New Jersey with two lovely parents that I adore, and I love my brothers and sisters. And, But I always felt different, and I always felt rejected, so it was real to me. So my drug mm-hmm. addiction really started at eight years old. Mm-hmm. I never picked up anything. I never got high, but I brought this thing with me called rejection. And it mm-hmm. went through my life almost 
for 40 years, I would say. Almost mm-hmm. 40 years I had this feeling of being rejected. So um, the first time I actually used drugs, believe it or not, was in corporate America. I won't say the name of the company because it's a, a Fortune okay. 500 company. Yes. And it was mm-hmm. one of my one of my first career move jobs after I graduated from secretarial school. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, those um, corporate parties, you can get anything mm-hmm. you want, honey. You can get mm-hmm. drugs. And these people mm-hmm. are big administrators and big shakers and dealers, but they have issues too. And that was my first time using drugs, and I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. So I continued it. I continued to party, and then I went to what we call the street-level drugs. Um, I started hanging around people that accepted me. They didn't reject me. And the whole drug world was a world full of fun and parties, excitement, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it was I finally found a place where people accepted me. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that was the beginning. I did terrible things in that world. Um, I I wasn't who I was supposed to be. I wasn't in my right mind. And those how, that's how you get caught up in drugs. You'll hear a lot of, you ever, um, hear a drug dealer or a drug addict story is they liked it, they got caught up in it, and then they got addicted to it. And it's just a vicious cycle. So it became and I was a like lifestyle. For years, it became a lifestyle. And I was really mm-hmm. good at it, too. I worked in corporate America. Practically no one knew. I held a job. I raised my children. It was part of my budget. I, It was just who I was. And a lot of people didn't know, but a lot of people right. did, especially when I came to the street level because I was albining in the streets. And it was just a difficult time in my life. And it led me to become a drug dealer, which mm. helped me become a businesswoman. Being a drug dealer wasn't all bad. I really learned. Right. I got over something fear. from everything. Mm-hmm. I learned how to get over fear. I'd walk in rooms with guns and drugs and wow. make deals with, with people that I probably today wouldn't wouldn't even look at them. But that's mm-hmm. how I was rolling. And um, right. it was just a world that I was in, and I was in it for a long time. But I got a lot of life lessons out of it and a lot of shame and guilt, too that I had to carry Mm -hmm. after I got cleaned up. It was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. But I got skills during that time that were useful in my business today. For life. For life. For life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't really that bad of a story after I came out of it. But while you're in it and you're recovering from it, oh, my God. Yes. Because I had to make amends. (laughs) I had to, you know, make amends to people. I had to give myself forgiveness and the healing that took place from the – mental strain of being on drugs and I was on them I started off on weekends and went to every day so yeah there was that was a really dark period in my life but like I said it was useful for who I am now I'm a great negotiator okay Mm -hmm. I know how to come to the table um with the sales deal and I learned some of those things while selling drugs Mm -hmm. you know how to talk Mm -hmm. to people be careful of right. people, how to observe a room when you walk into the room, just for your safety, if nothing else, you That's know, right. and um, right. how to carry yourself, which was, is right. important in business. Right. You know, I just flipped it. I just flipped it. I took those skills yes. and flipped them yes. into an empowering business transaction. So it worked for me because um, yes. I didn't beat myself up. 
after I recovered, okay. I forgave myself, and I took myself on a personal soul journey to fix myself and fix my life. So let me ask you a question. What was that final turning point for you? You know, when did you when did you really because sometimes you hear you hear stories where people uh they go into rehab and they they relapse, you know, they come out, they're fine for a little while and then they relapse and they go back and you know, I don't know if that's part of your story or not, but Yes, I, I relapsed there, a couple of times. Okay. So what mm-hmm. was that final like what was that last time where you said, you know what, I am not turning around. I don't care. This is it. You know, I'm I'm done. I I moved away. I moved away from home. And um I had a chance to see myself for myself. Um I had lost a lot of things and I'm talking not fine I'm um, not material things in my my confidence, my self-esteem, my love for myself, my love for my family. I had lost all that. And um, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, and I just wanted to get out. I didn't have no big, bright moment. I wasn't in the corner and with some hypodermic needle hanging out my arm. I don't have a tragic story like that. I really just had enough, and I knew better. I was brought up better. Um, I'm a smart woman. I was always a smart woman, um, and I was a hustler just by nature. And it hit me one day, well, you don't have to hustle this, and you don't have to take that. You can. You don't have to be with these people. Pull yourself out of it. Pull yourself up. And day by day, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't no bright, mm-hmm. shining moment for me. And, you know, I think okay. for a lot of addicts, they do wait for a bright and shining moment when enough is enough, but I don't think there's one. It's just a, a matter of changing your mind. It's it's not. So it's not like an event. Like, oh, you know, that's it. Like you you see in the movies, right? They got to speed everything up. I don't so think like it's they, that. I, yeah, I really don't. And, and I've been in, okay. um, I've been around other addicts that have recovered. Some of my best friends today are addicts that have recovered. And um, they didn't have a bright and shining moment either. I mean, I know a couple that did. I mean, one mm-hmm. girl woke up in a hospital and she was 100 pounds Less and was living in the streets. Yeah, well, that was tragic, and she had right. to go to that level. But I didn't really have to go to that level. I mm-hmm. just just didn't mm-hmm. want it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, how did you function as a mother? Like I, you know, it's 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 an incredible story. Like you 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 mentioned all of the things that you um, learned. You had to be one heck of an actress. To be able that, to keep <laughs> that to too. keep that from your children and and keep it from from people. So how did you manage going to well, work? Well, in the beginning it was easy, children. but as you, as you as you fall off and you become heavier addicted, you might think you're mm-hmm. fooling people, but you're not. I wasn't fooling Got anybody it. but myself. Yeah, Got in the it. beginning I was fooling people, but not towards the end. And right. Time management was a big part of it. I scheduled my my addiction, if that makes sense. It was always at wow. a certain time after the kids went to bed. It was a managed God. thing because I had and I had to cut it off at a certain time because I had to get to work the next morning. You know, right? And then my my side hustles would allow me to do it because I would be bartending. I could do it there, or waitressing. Right. I could do it there. So mm-hmm. it was like a managed. Addiction, I guess. I, you know, I just really thought about that just now. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Wow, wow. But people knew it so, wasn't, you know, I, I didn't hide it at you the end anyway. You didn't hide it too well. You didn't hide it too Mm-mm. well. You just, like you said, you were able to manage it. And, and a, yeah. that gives me a better picture. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people like that. That manage it. a lot of people it. like okay. that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Still, I mean, they still you are there's really, people I know that, that did it when I was with young back in the day with them, and they still get high. Wow. And they manage it. They're fine. They, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. You are really And I'm really having glad for this opportunity evening. to talk about this because a lot of yeah. people don't know this about me. Um, you know, people that mm-hmm. I go to, that I used to go to church with and um mm-hmm. you know, there's just a lot of people that don't know that side of my life. I have told people I'm an addict, but they didn't know the whole story of it because they never asked, so I just never mm-hmm. shared it, but um yeah. It's been there. You may save somebody's life. Someone may be listening to this show, or they may be listening to the archive show, and they may mm-hmm. be an addict. You never know who this may be reaching. And no I one has an that. idea that, that they are uh, snorting cocaine or, or whatever, smoking crack or whatever whatever their, their drug of choice, because we know that there's a yeah. lot of different addictions. There's sex addictions. Oh, yeah. There's food addictions, you know. We could go into all the different addictions that yeah, that exist. Yeah, that's not the only not, thing I was addicted to. I'm just an addictive okay. person. I went to college. When I, from the first day, mm-hmm. I went all the way until two master's degrees. Because once I got in it, I couldn't stop. I loved it. Whatever okay. I love, I get addicted to it, and mm-hmm. I do it to the max, to the end. It's right. just my personality. Right. Yeah. Right. And then right. I did it with food. I mean, I've done it with a lot of things. I'm just an mm-hmm. addict by nature. Mm-hmm. The the per, your personality. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. yes. They told right. me that in rehab too. There's just people born okay. that way. They're just born that they get compulsive. I think that was the word they used. Yes. No matter yes. what they do, yes. they take it to the edge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I want to kind of segue into another another part of your excuse me another part of your life, and that is okay. You having the stroke, um, because to hear you speak as clearly as you speak, and mm-hmm. as as um, you know, your mind is sharp. And mm-hmm. I don't want. I, I'm throwing out the stereotypical things for a reason, right? Most people okay. that I have encountered who have had strokes, you know, they lose feeling in their their left side or right side or whatever it is, and you know, they have a slur in their speech, and, you know, they really don't fully, fully recover. And I want you to talk to us about what that was and, and what your journey was with that. Okay. Well, I had all that. I had the okay. right side didn't work right. I had the slur speech. I've had some memory loss. Um, I have trouble concentrating. I've had vision problems. I have, And I still have all of that. But what has, okay. what has happened is I've been healing myself through different kinds of um, basically self-love and self-care. Mm. I sat back and said to myself when I started feeling better, i got to take better care of myself. I have to right. get on point, and i got to figure out a way to do this because what the doctors were offering me, mm-hmm. I wasn't really healing the way I thought I should heal. And they said my stroke wasn't that bad as it could have been because I caught it, whatever that meant. Um, okay. 
because to me, there's, if you have a stroke, you have a stroke. I don't know what they consider a good stroke, a bad stroke, um, how that's all <laughs> right. figured out. But you, I, I changed the author of my life through this stroke, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It messed up my speech. Um, I, I Sometimes I still have, I stutter, I slobber, you know, but basically it's under control. And I function yeah, well, you would never just like know. everybody you else. Mm-hmm. Right. And part of my right. self-love and self-care was to, I started giving myself baths. I started saying affirmations to my body till I know every mm-hmm. cell heard it. I would sit in that tub and tell myself, you're healed, you're fine. I touch my body parts, my my mm-hmm. breasts, my, my womb, my my arms, and I would just tell myself, I love you. I'm sorry I didn't take care of you when I was younger. But we, I'm going to take care of you now. I would go on raw food okay. diets. I'd go through exercises and yoga treatments and colonics and facials. and I just did whatever mm. I could you did to make myself feel better. sounds like. You know, yeah, it I went into like it like hard. Extreme self-care. Extreme and that is healthcare. something that, that women, we as women, do not do and I'm so glad that you're talking about that because mm-hmm. look at how you loved on yourself. You literally yes. loved yourself back to a healthy health. You know, mm-hmm. and I believe and, that I could do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I believe right. that I could heal myself. I truly believe that I had the faith and and I just knew it. I knew instinctively if I worked hard at this. You know, that's that addiction in me, okay? Mm-hmm. If I work hard it at this and I do it every day, point, mm-hmm. yes, this was a good addiction, you know? Right. Every day I was, and I was reading um, books about healing and books about health, and which actually turned into a career for me. Yes. You see, yes. it was my stroke yes. and my self-love for myself and cooking and trying to find ways to heal myself that I started a business. Oh, I that's loved myself how, that's back how to life. Yeah. Oh, God. I was in the Amazing. kitchen one day with my girlfriend who passed away recently. Um, mm. She, um, I was always making all these kinds of things, and she always kept saying, you need to sell this, you need to sell this. And I'm thinking, mm. oh, whatever. And one day I just decided to, to sell it. And mm-hmm. that's the, that was the beginning of my business. It was my ability to love myself and heal myself that transitioned my whole life. Mm-hmm. 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 And that stroke made me walk away from business name? and Cooking? everything. How, how did Cooking you come up, up the with the name? Cooking up the truth. Oh, yeah. That same girlfriend in the kitchen eating eating my cooking, and all, we <laughs> always sat there and talked about God and children, and you mm-hmm. know women talk in the kitchen. Yes. And eating. Yes. and Right, right. And yes. she said, um, I said, i got to find a name for my company now. This is when I decided to do it. And she said, i got mm-hmm. one. She said, cooking up the truth. That's what you do? You just sit here right. all day and cook all the time, and we talk about truthful things. And it had a ring to it. And I said, Jed, you're right. I, I like this. So that's how it came. Mm-hmm. I wow. wish she was here to, to see it. I, I miss her. But What's she's, her um, name? She's We're going to honor on. her today. We're going to honor oh, her today. Oh, thank you. Her name I is Mitzi McNeil. This show is dedicated to Missy McNeil. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ashe. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you you know, we have have covered quite a bit this evening on the show, and I, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to open up the lines, and if anyone has any comments or questions 
feedback that you'd like to give, um, the line is now open. So if anyone wants to to, uh, talk, you can definitely say something because your line is open. Hello. Hello. We can Hi. hear you. Welcome to the call. I'm good. How are you? Good. 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 I, I'd like to ask Rebecca a question, please. Yes, please. Okay. Go ahead. She can hear you. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony because that's truly what that was, your testimony. Can, and you You're shared welcome. a lot. You shared about your, your addiction. You shared about your stroke. Can you tell me how... Where, where was where were you? What, what was your relationship with God through this whole process? What was my relationship with God? Uh, yeah, ah. I heard you say oh, that's that a good one. you you healed yourself and you loved yourself. And to me, as you said those things, I thought I thought of faith. And so, can you tell me the relationship with God through that throughout this whole process from the from eight up until current? Wow, that's a good one. Um, I've always been a Christian, and I have go. I went from denomination. Well, let me put. Let me start all over. I was born a Christian, and I went from denomination to denomination, trying to find this loving God that was going to take all my problems away that the church had been telling me about all my life. And I was a Muslim, a Mormon, um, a Christian, a, a Pentecostal. I could go on and on. I would just leave church and join church. I just bounced from church to church trying to find something to help me, to heal me, to get me off of drugs, to, you know, um, change, help change me. I needed a higher power. And I found it. And I had it all along, but I didn't know it, okay? I was looking for a building or a pastor or a, or a church group or something like that to um, fill that void and loneliness that was inside of me that I couldn't fill myself, that the drugs couldn't fill. I was really looking for that higher power, and over the years, um, especially, I'll say, in the last two years, and I'm still in Christian school, but I have left Christianity. Um, My search for God academically, because I was going to a Christian school, took me a little too deep, I think. Uh, When I look back um, on it on hindsight, I started learning about other things that were a little bit deeper, and they were internal deepness, spiritual deepness, yeah, I read the books, I did the Bibles, I, I, I get all that, but something inside of me um, went on fire, and it was bigger than Christianity. It was a more of a personal relationship with God. Um, it took me higher. I was more elevated. I was more receptive to understanding other people's what they call pagan traditions, which aren't really pagan traditions because technically they're all pagan traditions. And it's a matter of what made you feel good. So I started studying astronomy and astrology. I started studying Kemet, ancient teachings. Um, I started reading the Book of the Dead, Um, just different things. I got in touch with nature. I used to meditate for hours and hours at this tree um, that's not too far from my house, just trying to figure out what is this life all about. So throughout my whole journey from drug addiction to my business, there was always a God there for me, and there was always faith inside of me that I could do this and I'm going to do it. And 
no matter what you want to call it or what you want to label it, there's a higher power out there that you have to pull on. And once you pull on him, he will dwell inside of you, inside your temple, inside of you, mm-hmm. and he will bring you up higher. He will change your life. And basically, mm-hmm. that's my, you know, in a nutshell, I mean, I could go deeper, but in a nutshell, that that's my story. I reached out the side of Christianity. I went outside of the box, and, you know, I found out that was where I learned to love God in a way that I'd never loved God. Okay? Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. It does. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Thanks um, for the sharing your story as well. Good, 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 good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Welcome to the call. Welcome to the show. I, I am wonderful, phenomenal. I just want it to be known that all warriors are not women. Thank you very much. But however, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Goddamn right. But however, I honor you, Goddess. Goddess Rebecca, you have truly shared a phenomenal story that Thousands, okay, excuse me, millions need to hear because of the oh. programming that has been done in this society on where we are in a consciousness of what God is. We've been taught, mm-hmm. we've been untaught what God is from oh, wow. from generations and generations. And I'm so glad to hear you say that Kemet was a foundation for everything that you are today because that wow. was the unteaching brought you into the curse of dying, the Mm. curse Mm. of lying, the curse of living in lack, limitations that never was designed for you to even exist upon. I wish that I could apologize for every foul word that embedded itself into your spirit to create the curse that you lived under for so long. I wish more was hearing this story. Please put it on repeat wherever you got it. Uh, post it on, on on social media because this is a message that is designed to be heard by the masses. Deliverance oh, in brother, this I message. Oh, I appreciate you. I, oh my I appreciate God. what you have the courage. Is there any way you can inbox me and, and, and we can talk again? Yes. I'm not sure who I'm talking I, to, I, but... I'll I, I give you my name. My name is Emir J. Otto Price. This is my III. brother. Oh, oh my God. Okay. This is my brother. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Wow. I, I, knew, I knew the, one, the moment is, I opened my big mouth, I was going to be exposed. <laughs> this is my brother. That's okay, you brother. Have I to appreciate know him, you. Rebecca. Oh, no, you have I to know him. You. I'm going to suggest you guys as friends on Facebook. You have yeah. to know this brother. You do. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love oh. you so much, brother. Otto. Yeah, brother, oh, I unlearned. I love you. I love yeah. what you're doing, and please, please do not stop telling the message of truth because this is the one thing that people don't want to hear, but they want to hear something because they've got tinkling ears, and tingling ears just means that they are tired of the same garbage they've been fed. Right. I mean, right. when you get And one of the reasons why to I took uh, Khadijah up on this challenge is it was time for me to expose it. It was holding me back, trying to keep it a secret. It's hard to tell your Christian family that you're no longer a Christian, and it's hard Mm. to tell your drug story when you're no longer on drugs, and it's hard to Mm. be who you are and go forward because you're afraid to lose your friends. But I'm here to let you know I don't really care about any of those things anymore. 
No, that's no, not true. To expose you, you myself. Do, no, 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 darling. You do care about them because if you didn't, you wouldn't be on this program. You care because you're telling the truth. If you didn't oh, care, you wouldn't tell them nothing. You wouldn't say a word. You do your own. You would do you. Wouldn't write not one. Rec- you wouldn't write not one record or one syllable of what you went through. But you did everything you've done because you care. Oh, what yeah, you I don't care right. about yeah. is the concept that they still want to keep in the box where they're. What the box where they have you is the only place that God is not. Mm. That's right. That's right, brother. I was Say told that there's not a there's a spot there's not a spot where God is not except in the church. That's right. Mm-mm-mm. That's right. Yeah, you make sure church we keep has, in touch. Oh, I'm so excited oh, no, about it, Rebecca. You yeah, have done phenomenal. I'm honored to meet you today. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, and I solely, truly, matter of fact, when I saw your uh, invitation, Khadijah, I sent it out to everybody. Mm-hmm. In my network, because I wanted them to hear Aww. what this phenomenal God has had to share, and I love you. you so much. And thank you, so thank you, thank that. you. Stand strong, my sister. Stand strong. You won't believe how many people standing with you. We might not be present, okay. but I am here to tell you okay. we're here. Thank I appreciate you. Namaste. Thank you so much, brother Otto. Oh my That's God, your this he tricked you, huh? Oh. <laughs> Because he's talking, he's talking, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The more you he's talking, I'm like, wait voice, a minute. Huh? I know this voice. I know his voice, but I didn't that recognize his number on the board. Oh, ah. <laughs> this is beautiful. Got you. This has been a phenomenal, phenomenal radio show. I have sure enjoyed has. you being on here. I have enjoyed everyone's participation. Um, sis, you telling your story is empowering more people and impacting more people than you realize. This is a brave thing that you've done today, and I appreciate you, and I love you so much, so much. I love you, too. I wish I had time, and I don't know how much time we're supposed to be on here, but I did want to mention to women that are out there that want to start a business or want to have a side hustle or passive hustle that that hustle is already, they're already doing it every day. There's somebody that mm-hmm. makes pies that could take $50, call up all the churches and tell them that you're going to make pies for them Sunday and deliver them, make you a couple hundred dollars every weekend. There's a sister out there that's corn rolling or something. She could set up a little shop in one of her spare rooms in her house. There's another sister doing something else, and collectively you can empower yourself to uplift your own finances with the gifts that you already had. You don't have to go search out for your purpose. Your purpose is already in your house. You don't have to look for your purpose. It's already right in front of you. If you're the best babysitter in town, babysit everybody's kids. That makes some income for you. Whatever you're good at, if you dance, teach dance classes. There's income doing what you're doing. Because one of my biggest uh, people that call me or need help is they want to make money. And they want to ask me, yeah. how did you make money? How did you get started? I didn't go, I, I never was one of those people that went looking for their passions, and I never mm-hmm. did everything according to all the books and what the books say, even though I'm, I'm educated. I mean, I understand yeah. where they're coming yeah. from, but the reality of it, these are different times. Sometimes you don't have money to go get business license, but you need money now. Well, just call some friends and bake some chicken, fry some chicken out your kitchen. And make you some money. Right. Don't let anything That's hold right. you back because you might make enough money to get the license, to get the store, to open up that restaurant. See, that's what I did. That's I started right. with fifty dollars, 
And my dream is to mm-hmm. open up a, a healthy place for women to heal, uh, good food, get a good massage, get your nails done, get your hair did, um, and, and mm-hmm. a relaxing, holistic atmosphere. And I had to start somewhere. I had to start in my kitchen. That's right. That's right. And if, if, if you that, are a phenomenal coach, anybody. I'm trying to tell you, you are a phenomenal coach. You just, you just spoke a good word into somebody's life. I guarantee. I you. hope I just, did. Just that was my what whole. You said just now. Yeah. Yes. This, you have something, yes. especially the brothers. The brothers aren't out here working, and it's hard mm-hmm. for them. Your sons are not working. Find out what they love to do. That's their passion. They don't have to look outside their house. That's Whatever right. you see them That's in the right. house doing. They're, that's their that's passion. Right. Mm-hmm. And you right. have to learn how to maximize that and make some money off of that, monetize that, box it, package it, sell it. That's right. That's it. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I want you to tell everyone how they can find you on Facebook, your website, you know, share share your social media, share your uh, what you want to share so people can reach out to you. Okay, so here we go. Okay, so I am a spiritual world I mean, I'm a spiritual girl in a digital world, and um, I'm not good at this. But you can find me on Facebook. I'm always on there ranting and raving about something. I'm going to be shutting that page <laughs> down soon and have a complete business page because my personal page is straight crazy. Like, I talk about everything <laughs> on there. I cuss people right. out. You just name it. It's my Facebook page is personal like that. My my right. My cousins and the kids are on there, and I'm always hollering at them and everything. So I'm going to shut that down because I'm trying to become a little bit more professional in my business. I'm ready to take my business to the next level as I grow. And so that's mm-hmm. going to be Cooking Up the Truth for Facebook. And my website is... And that's a is fan page, right? Fan page, mm-hmm. And my um, website is Cuts General Store. Um, and that's still on my personal page right now. I'll make an announcement. I'll close it down pretty soon, but I'll let everybody know. Where they can contact me at buy my products, give me a call for consultations for health, um, or if you want to start a business or you're going through something spiritually, that's what I coach other people on. And um, that's about it. And I'm trying to get my, my, my whole, this whole, I still have a flip phone. Is anybody laughing right now? Okay. Yeah. I have a flip phone, but I'm, I'm about to upgrade. I'm really going to go to this computer thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to go in for it. I'm going to get the phones and all the wires and everything that goes with it. and All the bells and whistles. The Bluetooth. And I have a car yeah. with Bluetooth, you know, with the phone. I don't even use yes. that. I'm like, yeah, uh, I could, you know, I got to upgrade here. My, my Even my right. car drives me nuts. It's always beeping and talking and singing. But um, <laughs> on that note, I, I am going to improve that. I'll be easier to contact. I'm going to make my website more friendlier, um, okay. you know. I'm growing too. That that's really what yes, I'm you to are. Say. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. And, um, and I'm not going like to let fear, and I don't have this right. Uh, the web page ain't yes. right. I'm not letting nothing hold me back. I'm going that's forward. Right. Whatever ain't right, right, I'll just fix it on the way. Shoot. That's right. You just course correct mm-hmm. as you go along. Absolutely. Fix it as I go so, along. So, like she said, cooking up the truth is the name of her Facebook fan page, and you can mm-hmm. also find her on. Um, what is it? CutGeneralStore.com. CutGeneralStore.com. Sister Rebecca Johnson, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on Warrior Woman Radio this evening. I am honored 
that you were a I'm guest. Honored to and you have shared so much of your your heart and your soul and anytime you want to come back on, you are more than welcome. Okay. Well just let me know. You know, when you work at home you have your own schedule. You want to work right. out your house. That's right. I can do things Absolutely. when I want to do things, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So on that note, just let me know, sis, and I'll be glad to share as I grow. Maybe somebody's been growing with me and we can collaborate and make things happen. That's right. That's right. Well, like I said, this has been another episode of Warrior Woman Radio. Tune in on Thursday. We have, we've added another day for the Yay. show. So tune in on Thursday from 6.30 to 7. Uh, today we went a little bit over. We'll probably go over again, and that's fine. That's okay. Um, but, but tune in next this Thursday, 6.30 to 7, Blog Talk Radio, or slash Warrior Woman Radio, where we will have Jody Flynn from Women Taking the Lead on our show. And until next time, have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, okay. My life is a good life. Okay, okay. My life is good.
Agape International Choir welcoming you this morning with Arne Batson. That was our choir dancing. She's standing on solid ground.